Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Hello, hello. Welcome to Peak Northwest, a brand new outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And Jamie, what what exactly are we doing here? Well, you know, we're going to be talking about some outdoor places to go. We're going to be talking about some small towns to go see, maybe some little museums, maybe some good food to eat. There's a lot to do in Oregon, Washington, British Columbia, the greater Pacific Northwest, and we are going to be talking about all of our adventures throughout it, helping you find your way through the region. And we're going to start things off by rehashing one of my recent adventures, stand-up whitewater paddleboarding trip on the lower Deschutes Mm. River. But Jamie, since this is our very first ever episode of Peak Northwest podcast, should probably introduce ourselves first. It's probably wise. Uh, you've been here longer than I have. Floor is yours. Oh, thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Well, I am the outdoors and travel reporter for the Oregonian. I've been doing this for the last four years, just about to start my fifth here. Uh, my job is to travel around the Pacific Northwest, Oregon mostly, and bring back photos, stories, travel guides for our readers, help them figure out where to go and what to do. Yes, Jim, it's the best job <laughs> in the world. And no, you can't have it. And neither can anyone else. No one can. Um, what's cool, though, is that Jim, you and I are both outdoors people, but we're different kinds of outdoors people, you know? Um, I'm a road tripper and a day hiker. I'm like, you know, a quiet day in the forest or a walk by the tide pools. I'm less of a rugged adventurer, which, Jim, as I understand, is more your speed. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of what's going to be really fun about this podcast is you're definitely out there kind of doing the road trip stuff, finding your zen, enjoying the outdoors, where I'm much more my favorite thing uh, in the outdoors is probably getting up in the mountains. You know, I love to ski and snowboard. I'm a rock climber, mountain climber guy. That is my element where I feel kind of the most invigoration in the outdoors. But don't get me wrong. I love a quiet forest, you know, a good tide pool as well. So there's definitely that Venn diagram of where we overlap. And I suppose that's where the podcast comes together here. That's it. That's That's it, it, my man. So you cover kind of this stuff full-time for the Oregonian. In my quote-unquote morning job, if you will, is waking up and and getting on my computer by about 5 a.m. to kind of cover breaking news and stuff as well. So this is kind of a fun diversion for me from a little bit of what I do on a day-to-day level as well. And kind of the second part of my venture into kind of the outdoors and travel realm. The first being... Well, yeah, you just started this video series, yes. Peak Northwest, the video series. The video series. So the namesake uh, of this podcast is shared by a video uh, enterprise, which kind of started with the idea of 
me going out and capturing trip reports of stuff in the mountains and out and about in the state of Oregon. We've since expanded the scope both uh, geographically to include the Pacific Northwest as a whole, as well as up to the production, bringing along Brooke Herbert, one of our video producers who really kind of captures the essence of what we're trying to do here, which is go outside, have fun and do it super safely and show folks a great adventure. Yeah, hopefully inspire people to do some similar adventures on their own and teach them how to do it. I can't wait to dive into what happened on that first Peak Northwest shoot and hear more about this whitewater paddle boarding on the Lower Deschutes River. And we're going to get into that right after a short break. On today's episode of Peak Northwest, we're headed to the icy waters of the Lower Deschutes River, where Jim recently tackled the rapids, not on a raft, not on a kayak, but on a stand-up paddle board. Jim, I'm sorry. I have to ask, are you nuts? <laughs> I'm, I'm not nuts, but I am uh, compelled by the idea of trying to stand up through the rapids of the Lower Deschutes River. I had never even heard of whitewater supping, as it's called, until our one of our other video producers, shout out to Teresa Mahoney, she sent me a link basically being like, wouldn't this be cool? And we gave it a shot, and ultimately it was really hard. I fell a ton but it was super rewarding. And I actually got the hang of it a little bit by the time we were done. So I, I feel like people are just starting to wrap their head around the idea of supping, stand up yeah. paddle boarding yeah. in general and doing it on flat water or on rivers, Yeah, but doing it on white water. What physically take us through that. What physically does it sure. take to actually do that? Sure. So I'll say to, to start things off, we met up with a, a guide to go do this, right? So this is not something I would recommend you just go out and try on your own right away with your paddleboard that you use on, say, your standard lake somewhere in, in Oregon. Special um, paddleboard. Special paddleboard. They have lower profile fins on the back so you're not scraping up against every rock. Wore a wetsuit, had dry bag full of stuff. Anyway, what it takes to, to do it essentially showed up at the guide place, got set up with a board and a wetsuit. You need a good bit of core strength and balance to kind of have any modicum of success. I found it to be very difficult. You know, paddling in a raft is one thing. Paddling where you have to balance your entire being at all times is another I spent a lot of time getting dunked, getting swirled around, <laughs> getting washed down river, and ultimately pulling myself, you know, heaving myself back up onto this board and trying to right the ship, so to speak. Well, can you paint a picture of yeah. of what it looked like when you're out on the lower deschutes? Yeah. I mean, you're on this paddleboard. What, what is that scene? Can you paint that for us? Yeah. I mean, first off, in one word, it's gorgeous out there, as you would expect. But you kind of, you start in the outpost of Maupin and you hop in a car and drive about 25 30 minutes where we put in kind of at a, a standard boat launch and from there you're just winding your way through this gorgeous desert canyon you know beautiful winding river absolutely stunning just like walls that come right up next to the water at some points cold water couple really cool bridges that you go underneath rapids for some of the way but then stretches of flatter kind of more more calm water as well that really just made for an experience that was kind of high octane at times you know got your heart pumping and then also super mellow for stretches where you can kind of just paddle along at your own speed and that was super fun as well 
Wow. Yeah. Really pretty place. Uh, like you'd it. love it, I'm sure. I'm sure. The funny thing was about where we were is that technically, if you were willing and able to kind of ford the lock or go around the lock at Bonneville Dam, you could have taken the river that we were all the way out to the Columbia and the Columbia all the way to Portland. So you could travel back home on the river <laughs> if if you wanted to, you could do it. Were you tempted? Uh, not at all. I was <laughs> whooped by the time we got done with our five-mile stretch. So. Well, it sounds like, like you said, it kind of ebbed and flowed. Yeah. So it seems like there was an opportunity for more excitement yeah. and an opportunity for more relaxation. Definitely. One of my favorite bits of the video, actually, that's online now on the Oregonians' YouTube channel, uh, search for Peak Northwest to, to watch it yourself, is this moment where our guide, Shion, had led me to a point in the trip where there's kind of a trail that you can scramble up and go to an overlook of about 30 feet-ish and jump off that overlook into the water. And as so I'm you're a madman, uh, <laughs> d- debatably, and we're walking up, I'm walking up to this overlook, and Shion's just kind of standing there with his paddle over his shoulders, being like, this is my favorite part of the river. Man, it's just so calm, so relaxing. The water's lights kind of dancing off the water. And then, of course, I come whooshing down from above and kind of startle the scene. You know what, Jim? Let's take a second and let our listeners hear a clip from that scene in the video. Yeah, sure. Why not? We love this part right here. It's so relaxing. And from the beginning, I just decided to embrace getting wet. In short, something is hard. But I'd recommend- okay, so what you're hearing here is Xi'an, who is our guide, admiring the view from the river, and then me jumping off a cliff and launching myself into the water, basically. Wow, you're a, a wild man, Jim, truly. <laughs> Hardly. Hardly. <laughs> but it's a gorgeous place. And unlike any other river I've been on, I think, in that way. Just the the high desert is such a fantastic place, as you know. It's great. I mean, it's it's one of those areas that people don't think of when they think of Oregon. They think of waterfalls, of damp forests, but the desert is two-thirds of our state. Yeah. And it's great that you're able to get a little bit of water and that desert feel. But it, it also, it sounded like, I mean, you spend a lot of time in the water, mm-hmm. which when I think about whitewater kayaking, <laughs> yeah. rafting, it's yeah. usually not what you want to do. But it sounds like that was part of the fun, was being able to be in the water as yeah. much as being able to be out of the water. It was. I mean, from the beginning, I just had to embrace simply the fact that I'm going to get wet here from the get-go, right? I was falling in the water kind of from our first little practice runs in the one particular eddy where where we were working and yeah i got drenched dunked soaked i mean you name it i did it but it was one of those things where you have to just simply say look i'm gonna get really wet here and this is going to be an adventure of sorts and if you lean into that you're probably gonna have a good time how do the dangers and risks of whitewater paddleboarding compare to the dangers and risks of whitewater rafting or kayaking. Yeah, I mean, one of the first things that we went through with with our guide that Xi'an went through with us is kind of how to float down river. You know, you want to be going with your legs first instead of your, you don't want to be swimming downhill in a a sense with your head going first. 
uh, or down river, I should say, you know, you do r- run the risk of kind of getting banged up with whatever's in the river, right? Some rocks or, or some logs or whatever it may be. Ultimately, I made it out with o- only really one kind of bang up. I think I hit a rock with my leg and, you know, it wasn't anything major. But you are just spending more time, at least at my novice stage of things, in the water itself, as opposed to rafting or kayaking where you're in a vessel, the vast majority of the time, hopefully all of the time going down river. So a little bit more dangerous in that regard, but I, as a newbie at this did not feel patently unsafe at, at all. It was well within kind of my personal comfort level. Well, it sounds like it allows you to sort of, I mean, I feel like when you're whitewater rafting or kayaking, you really don't want to be in the water. And yeah. there's this idea of the separation between yeah. I'm in this boat and here's the rapids that I can't go into. But it sounds like with your experience, you're really able to get in there and I'd imagine really get a different relationship yeah, with absolutely. the river in that way. I mean, there's this clip in, in the video that that I got a good chuckle out of where our guide, Xi'an, is kind of, he's got bucked from his board and he's whooshing down river. And then I, you see me just not even on my board at all, just floating down river, clutching my board, <laughs> kind of through this one section of whitewater. And it's like, yeah, you get well acquainted, let's say, <laughs> uh, with some of the rapids themselves. Well, so you did this obviously on the Lower Deschutes River. Are there any other rivers where people are doing paddleboarding? You know, you can go out on as mellow of a river as, say, I've been out paddleboarding on the Tualatin River. That's a very mellow experience, right? A much more tranquil setup. You're not going to deal with any fast water. If you wanted to, you could, you know, I'm not familiar with where else there are guided outposts for this i've seen some classes out of bend but i mean you could in theory take your paddle board on a number of different rivers if you had the comfort to do it on your own it's not something i'm going to be doing but i really enjoyed my guided outing out there on the lower deschutes it was fantastic man well if if anyone wants to see the video of this wild adventure as jim mentioned you can find it online at youtube.com uh, slash Oregonian. I believe so. And you can look for Peak Northwest there. Um, you can also find stories about this and other travels at OregonLive.com slash travel. So Jim, now that you've pulled yourself in the depths of the Lower Deschutes River and raised your paddle triumphantly in the air, uh-huh. I have just one more question for you. What do you got? What's up next? What's the next adventure? <sighs> the next adventure. Always something, right? We're always scheming, I feel. The next one up for me, we go from the river to the mountains, down near Crater Lake. Are you familiar with Mount Fielsen? Oh, I sure am. Really cool, like 9,000 plus, really improbable looking peak set out with a buddy and Brooke, our our video producer, and tried to climb Mount Fielsen a couple of weeks ago. We'll hold off on, on how that went, the specifics of the trip, leave a little suspense, but that's kind of the next adventure. Yeah, I really keyed in on that word tried. Tried, absolutely. <laughs> it's a try. to hear about that. Yeah, let's just say the attempt uh, included uh, an animal, maybe in the middle of the night, per se, maybe in our campsite, maybe a little bit of snow, a little bit of ice, a little bit of slipping and sliding around, and, you know, of course, our usual shenanigans that, that come along with a trip like this, so... That's it for me. What's up next for you? Oh, man. Well, in, in this idea of talking about things that we just completed, yeah. I just went to the Alvord Desert, which is uh, mm-hmm. in the far southeastern corner of the state. It is a seasonally dry lake bed, so you get that kind of cracked playa look, Yeah, and it's out there. You drive your car across it as fast as you want. I did not drive it my car that fast. You did not take your Subaru as, uh, as fast as you wanted? I was out there, and I was like, you know, I don't need to do this. 
Yeah, okay. You That's know, fair. Who needs it? I'm going to take I, care of my not car. Not I. Okay? My, my car is doing a rattle at 80. <laughs> uh, I don't want to take it past that. Exactly. So. I went out there and explored the desert and some other things there around that area, Steens Mountain and some other volcanic attractions in that S- area. Some of your favorites. I know you really oh, yeah. like Steens. Love so. Steens. Uh-huh. Especially this time of year. Well, I, I take it we'll hear more about oh, that. Oh, yeah. You're going to find out more yeah. online, at or- again, at Oregon Live and uh, all over uh, the social media. The social media. The social we'll, media. We'll be posting it there, all over the social media. <laughs> well, all that said, we're going to be back with another episode of the Peak Northwest podcast, where we venture into a different corner of Oregon, discussing the Eastern Oregon outpost of Pendleton, which recently stole the heart of one of our photojournalists, Beth Nakamura, when she covered the vaunted Pendleton Roundup. Uh, she's going to join my colleague on the breaking news team, Jayathi Ramakrishnan, former Eastern Oregon resident for a conversation about what to see and do. It's going to be a good one. And, you know, there may be a little bit of debate about Pendleton, if we're lucky. Okay. All right. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can subscribe to Peak Northwest wherever you get your podcast. Watch that latest video episode from the Deschutes on the Oregonians' YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest. This episode was produced by me, Jim Ryan, with Jamie Hale and Brooke Herbert. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds 